You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 157 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. A little bit different type of a show today, but I think it's going to be good. We'll start the show off the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping straight into the breakdown, which is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So starting off talking about the American Raptors, we have a schedule, folks. I know I referenced it last week, I'm pretty sure. But we can go ahead and rip through some of the matches the Raptors will play this fall. Starting next Thursday, yes, on a Thursday. I know it's been hard for me to wrap my head around as well. Against the USA U23s at the Chula Vista Elite Athlete Training Center, that match will not be streamed. It's closed to the public. I'm not even going because uh, I'm out of town next week because I'll talk about it at the end of the show. But uh, So that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I feel like information coming in and out there is going to be kind of hard to obtain. But that's the first thing on the schedule. Then they'll take on life in Atlanta on October 15th. Uh, travel up to Seattle, take on Seattle Rugby Club on October 22nd. And then there's also a match on October 23rd against the Denver Barbarians. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to happen since they will be in Seattle the day before. But the Raptors do have a gigantic team. So I, I if I'm a betting man, I'd be willing to bet they could field two different rosters on two different days and still be competitive. Uh, so that's on October 22nd and 23rd. And then they'll wrap up at home against St. Mary's on November 5th. Um, and I think that, I could be wrong, but I think that could be like a double feature match as well uh, where they'll play two different matches against two different sides that St. Mary's is bringing. Uh, so that's kind of the schedule. As always, it will probably change. That's rugby. It's especially uh, the Raptors. Things change quite frequently. So I would not be surprised to see a few more matches get added um, and, and even some other stuff pop up along the way. But when that happens, we'll talk about it, of course. That's kind of the schedule we're working with right now. And if you listen to last week's show, you know that I alluded to something with the Raptors and the Eagles that were assembled here for the last two weeks for that camp as they get ready for the repechage. Uh, well, I, I guess I could talk about it. I don't. Nobody's told me I couldn't, and I've seen some stuff come out about it a little bit. But uh, the Raptors had the chance to scrimmage the Eagles. 
So there was a controlled scrimmage broken down into eight five-minute blocks. Uh, the Raptors get, did get off to a hot start. They scored first. Lene Latu actually scored the first try of the entire scrimmage. But the Eagles just wore them down, eventually ran away with it as it went on. Uh, Lene actually played with both the Raptors and the Eagles, so he started out playing you know, one block with the Raptors. Then he would play with USA Rugby, uh, which is good for him to kind of you know, get a look both ways. Um, and I think it was a big learning experience for the Raptors. They got to see firsthand what it takes, you know, to be an Eagle, see the type of fitness that's involved. That that actually did turn out to be the deciding factor was just, you know, the Eagles could keep going um, and the Raptors were catching their breath a little bit. Um, I don't wasn't I don't even think anyone was keeping score. Uh, the Raptors did end up scoring three tries, I'm pretty sure. And the Eagles scored a lot more than that. Um, but I think, like I said, a lot of it just came down to some fitness um, the Raptors just aren't there yet. You know, they've only been back in, in camp for three-ish weeks, a month now. Um, and a lot of people are, are learning how to play rugby and learning what rugby fitness is. Um, that was kind of the deciding factor in the match. But it was cool to see, like I said, good chance for them to see what it takes to be an eagle uh, and to see, you know, the type of rugby that, that works. And um, I, was, I was fortunate enough to watch it. I shot photos of it. Uh, and hopefully some of that stuff can come out soon. So... That, that's what I was alluding to last week. That was the fun thing on Friday. Um, yeah, so it was fun to watch. And I think the Eagles have, have, have broken up there. They went home. Uh, the Raptors are still rolling. So hopefully they can take some lessons from that and put that you know into action as they go throughout this fall season that we just mentioned. And I think that kind of does it for the Raptors updates. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, so we'll go ahead and move and talk about USA Rugby. Women's 15s team is in Auckland for the Women's Rugby World Cup. They play... Their three pool matches are scheduled. They'll play Italy on October 8th at 5.45 p.m. Mountain Time, play Japan on October 15th at 10.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and then they'll play Canada on October 22nd at 8.15 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll talk a little bit more about those matches as we get a little bit closer, but I wanted to make sure I talked about the October 8th match because I will not be here next week. Didn't want to... Didn't want to make it seem like I was forgetting it, because I'm most certainly not. So, And the good thing about that schedule is all of those matches are, are pretty reasonable times to watch rugby, which is nice. Uh, you know, if you, you watch the 2019 Men's Rugby World Cup, there's a lot of late nights, a lot of staying up really late because it was in Japan. Um, yeah, and you can catch all of those matches on Peacock as well. So it'll be uh, – I'm looking forward to it. I've got high hopes for the Eagles. I think they really could make a run, and it's going to be fun to watch in a couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and move into all the rugby you can watch this weekend. All the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. Uh, so starting off locally... The, we got Navy taking on Air Force for the Kevin Shea Memorial Cup. That's on Friday at 8 p.m. at Infinity Park. And while this match will not be streamed, uh, if you're local to the Denver area, Colorado area, and want to watch some rugby, admission to that match will be free. Gates open at 7.30 p.m. Should be really cool. Um, you know, this, like I said, this is the Kevin Shea Memorial Cup. I've, I've got the chance to learn a lot more about Kevin Shea over the course of these last two weeks. Um, and to see how much this match means to both Navy and Air Force is really cool. And so I'm glad that it gets to take place at a nice venue like Infinity Park. Um, and it should just be a really cool 
event overall. So hopefully the weather holds up. I know there's some rain. Looks like a little chilly, um, some nice fall weather. Um, but like I said, if you're local, local to Denver can make it out. That That's one to, to catch for sure. Uh, I will unfortunately will not be there, but I know it's going to be an awesome event. So if you're around, I recommend checking it out. Again, that starts at 8 p.m. Gates open at 7.30 p.m. Admission is free. So just show up, go in, enjoy some rugby, um, support the, the military teams. We've got the Bunnings NPC on Flow Rugby all weekend. URC also on Flow Rugby all weekend. we got Top 14 on Flow Rugby all weekend as well. We've got Premiership on Peacock. Um, we've got some college rugby, Sacred Heart versus Harvard on Friday at 5 p.m., Mount St. Mary's versus Brown on Saturday at 9 a.m., Army versus Dartmouth on Saturday at 11 a.m., and you can catch all of those matches on ESPN+. Plus. I think that does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Hopefully I'm not missing anything. So I didn't get an interview this week. Uh, to be honest, I, I didn't try super hard because uh, I was kind of gathering up some stuff I wanted to talk about. So uh, I'm, I'm assembling a grab bag. So this grab bag of rugby topics is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So first thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Zach Cox of Nesson in Boston. He covers the New England Patriots, but he is a rugby guy as well. Um, he, he's been mixing it up in the, in the rugby world. I think he plays scrum half somewhere, according to his Twitter bio. Um, and, and he's interested in MLR. So I, this guy pops up on my timeline a lot. And like I said, he covers the Patriots. So on Sunday when the Patriots were playing the Baltimore Ravens, he's on the field and he tweets out a video of a Ravens player warming up with a rugby ball, uh, a wide receiver to be more specific. And I'm very glad that he did this because during week one of the NFL season, I was flipping around in the channels. I had my Sunday ticket rolling and I was watching uh, some of the Ravens game during opening week. And the broadcast did an entire segment on this during the rugby game. They were they were showing the receivers catching balls, and and then they were like, oh, the reason they can catch these footballs so well is because they actually warm up by tossing around a rugby ball. And the reason that the Ravens have been doing this is because the rugby ball is larger than an NFL football. That was according to the broadcast. So the receivers, it's kind of like running with a parachute, right? When you sprint with a parachute, take the parachute off right away. It uh, feels like you're moving a lot faster. I can only imagine it's the same thing. Uh, with a rugby ball like you're on the on deck circle you're swinging the bat with the weight on it as soon as you drop the weight off the bat you step into the batter's box bat feels a lot lighter you can you know you got your muscles warmed up you can really get a hold of the baseball Uh, so so with the rugby ball it feels huge when you're catching it in warm-ups then when you get into the game and you're actually catching a football it's like man this thing is so small Um, and I thought this was interesting because Michael Bandy former Colorado Exo scrum half turned Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. This is the first thing he told me when I asked him last year, last May, about the you know if rugby has helped him at all in his transition to football. And this was a few months before he got picked up by the Chargers when he was still playing in the spring league. Um, but if you remember, he, he was playing scrum half for the Exos, just kind of waiting to see what happens. You know, maybe a football opportunity comes about. It did. So he played about half a season, three quarters of a season with the Exos, learned how to play rugby getting in shape and then he gets this opportunity to go play receiver in the spring league um, and he I was fortunate enough to chat with him I think a week after he left the team to go join the spring league um, and and he ripped it up in the spring league got offered a, a, a roster spot invited to Chargers camp last year this is his second season on the Chargers so 
Um, Michael Bain, he's done some awesome things. But when I asked him specifically, like, hey, has, has playing rugby, like, helped you at all in your transition back to football? Um, and he told me yes. So I'll, listen, I'll let you listen to the clip where I ask him this question and, and his answer right here. But it was interesting, and, and it's interesting that he mentioned that, and now teams are starting to, to put it into practice. So I'll stop talking. I'll let you listen to his answer, and then I'll come back in a couple of minutes and talk to you a little bit more about this. Um, so have you, I mean, I guess it's kind of a small sample size, maybe that you can't answer this right away because it's only been about a week, but have you noticed like any changes to your game? And maybe this goes into your conditioning part of it, but just, you know, have you noticed any difference in, in the way you're running routes or the way you're catching or the way you maybe like see the game? Um, have you noticed any of that or is that kind of too early to tell? Um, no, I haven't noticed anything yet. yet. I think it's a little too early, but one thing I forgot to mention earlier on the, the transition is that when I caught my first ball, I was like, Oh my gosh, this thing is tiny. Mm. Like it was so small. Like I, it took me like two practices, a practice and a walkthrough, like get over the size of the ball compared to rugby ball. Yeah. But, um, I didn't have too much trouble like catching like that transition wise, but just like in my mind, it just seemed so small. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Hey, that is, that is interesting. Something I don't think people think about or realize like how much bigger a rugby ball actually is. And I can yeah. imagine that helps makes it catch a little bit easier, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so see, Michael Bandy said it himself. I've been trying to get back in touch with Michael Bandy because I wanted to ask him some questions about my lateral piece that I worked on last year. Um, but he's been a little bit tougher to get a hold of, which I understand he's in the NFL now. So doesn't have time to talk to, to podcast hosts like me about stuff. Uh, I'm kidding. Sort of. Uh, but... I was interested like to see if this is actually working because so the Ravens have been doing this this year at least. Um, I saw some other people respond to Zach Cox that some other teams had kind of done this in the past. Um, but the NFL tracks everything. It's like baseball, there's a stat for everything. So I looked in to see if you know the Ravens doing this makes any has, has had any impact on drop passes so far this season. I know the season is very young. Um, but according to, to some numbers that I found, uh, we're dealing with a pretty small sample size, of course, as we're only three games into the 2022 NFL season. But the Ravens have four drop passes through three games, which is tied with six other teams right around the middle of the NFL. Like, I think they're slotted 20th, but that's not super accurate because, like I just said, there's six teams that also have four drop passes. So they're right in the middle of the NFL because the Jets are leading the way with nine drop passes, which is a very Jets thing. Shout out Joe Harvey. While the Seahawks rank last with only one drop pass. So, you know, that's pretty much the the average, right, is four, uh, four and a half, five. So they're right in the middle. I'll be interested. This is something I'm going to keep in my eyes on as the season goes on. I'm interested in this. So, you know, maybe at the end of the year we'll, we'll look back and say, wow, maybe this did work. Maybe the Ravens only drop, you know, they're, they're three games in. They've dropped four passes. You know, maybe they only dropped 12 passes this year or something like that. Um, I think you'd probably consider that a success, less than one pass a game. And some of that may not even be by, you know, receivers. Maybe it's by running backs. Maybe it's by tight ends who aren't, you know, going through this rugby drill. And I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I can probably track that down. So something interesting I noticed, uh, something I'm glad that Zach tweeted out because I could not find this. I, I went through everything i could not find the the broadcast of this game i couldn't find the segment online there was no tweets about it believe it or not i was typing in rugby stuff and i saw a bunch of ravens guys playing with a rugby ball like a store from 2019 so i'm glad zach tweeted this out thank you for doing that zach 
um, because I wanted to talk about this, and I will share this on Twitter. So if you're thinking, what the hell am I talking about, go to the DNVR Rugby Twitter. I'll have retweeted it. By the time this shows out, you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about. And it's cool. When you get the gloves on, they really can make that thing spin. They throw it like a football. It looks kind of weird. Um, but it's a good idea, and I'm interested to see if it makes a difference in the long term. Next thing I wanted to talk about is something I get asked about quite a quite frequently, um, you know, every couple of months or so, and it's a few Raptors that have caught my eye. Um, and this is obviously again a pretty small sample size, as the Raptors have only been back in action for about a month or so. Uh, but I, I got a couple guys, you know, just from Aspen and, and watching some trainings and stuff that have impressed me. And the first one is Cash Maulia. Uh, he played linebacker at Wyoming and was drafted in the sixth round by the New England Patriots in 2020. And the reason I bring him up first is I was in Laramie for the Wyoming, you know, University of Northern Colorado game, football game a few weeks ago. Um, and, I, and I have no ties to the University of Wyoming. My girlfriend went to Wyoming and UNC. So that's the reason we went to this game with a bunch of her friends. Um, and I have a friend that played college football. He knows some people on Wyoming. So we were at Wyoming tailgates. We're, we're mixing it up with some people. I'm just meeting a couple people. Um, and out of the blue, that has nothing to do with my job or the fact that I had just met Cash or anything like that. But uh, I was blown away by how many people were talking about Cash and his time at Wyoming, about how he was such an awesome linebacker, about, he, you know, he was an animal, all this stuff. And this is I didn't even tell them I knew this guy or anything. They're just People are just talking about how, how awesome he was in Wyoming. Um, so when I went to Aspen, like this is obviously in my head, I go to Aspen. And I'm talking to American Raptors director of rugby, Mark Bullock, about what I just experienced, about how I'm at this tailgate and all these people are talking about how awesome cash is. And I'm in the stands and more people are talking about cash during his time in Wyoming. Um, and and Mark's like, I believe it. You know, he's going to be an awesome center for the Raptors. And you're already seeing it. He had a really awesome tournament at Ruggerfest. He played a lot. Um, again, he is a linebacker, so he's got that defensive you know, tendencies, capabilities. He he doesn't miss tackles, um, and he hits you pretty hard. Um, and he's the prototypical player for this program. He had a little bit of rugby experience, according to Mark, uh, you know, leading up to his, his football playing days or while he was playing football, and was one of the many, you know, NFL players that are on the border. Like, he's good enough to play in the NFL, but sometimes it's just like fit, um, scheme. It's a numbers game. It uh, comes down to money a lot, too. You know, if you have a lot of money tied up in some some things, uh, you, you're just an unfortunate casualty of a cut. And I think kind of that's where cash fits in. He's good enough to get drafted, which I know we've already gone through some of the statistics in the last month or, or few months or so when the NFL draft's going on back in April. Uh, so he's good enough to get drafted by Bill Belichick, of all people, which is something when I, I mentioned it to Peter Pass, the general manager, and he, you know, that kind of checks off all boxes, right, when you're looking for you know, character or anything like that. It's like Bill Belichick drafted this guy. Um, so he, he's no nonsense. He comes in and he does his work. Um, and he's only 23 years old on top of that, which is crazy because he's already kind of gone through the NFL car wash and you know, played for the Patriots for a year on and off practice squad, bumping up to active roster, um, was cut after a season and then I uh, got picked up by the Titans just for a few days or so, which I'm always interested in how that happens because like what are they doing in those three days? Uh, but he's a prototypical player for this program, and he's something that I'm really excited about. Like I said, he had a great tournament at Aspen. Um, you know, he, he was one of the guys that got a scrimmage against the Eagles last week, uh, and he's been fun to watch so far. So I'm excited to see how 
you know, he continues to develop and, and what happens to him because I would not be surprised at all if he winds up on an MLR team or something else, you know, because he's just too good of an athlete um, and he's picking it up really quickly. Second person kind of in that same vein, Liam Jimmins. So Liam is another guy that played some rugby in high school, found his way to the American Raptors and back to rugby this fall, played on the offensive line at, at USC, so for the Trojans, and is back to rugby. He's a really big body. When the first time I saw him, like, this guy is huge. He can move really well. And just based off sheer size alone, he's going to definitely get some looks from other clubs as he pr progresses as a rugby player. And, again, it's super helpful for these guys that they already know, you know, the basics of rugby. They know how to pass a little bit. They know the rules. They know kind of the flow of the game. Because as you heard Hawk in last week, somebody who is a good athlete but is just kind of getting his feet under him, that takes a while. So to already have that advantage and, and to have that big body, that D1 NFL athlete size, and then no rugby, and then now it's just about getting fit and sharpening up your skills. And that's just such a big advantage, and, and it's something that I'm excited about as well. Liam, again, he played a little bit in Aspen. Um, didn't play as much as cash off the top of my head. I could be wrong because they, you know, they weren't really putting out concrete rosters. And Aspen is different because it's like rolling subs. It's like hockey substitutions. So you could play, you could realistically play a, a forty people if you wanted to. Um, but but got to see Liam play a little bit, and it's fun uh, to watch him play. And I'm excited to see how he continues to develop as well. Last guy I want to mention, there's obviously a lot more people, but just picking up the, the first three that come to my mind for the sake of time, uh, Devontae Sapp Lynch, and this is somebody I talked about when the Raptors roster was being constructed a few weeks ago as well, and everybody reported. Um, but this is Marshawn Lynch's brother. Unlike the other two players that I mentioned before, he doesn't have any rugby experience, so he's he's one of these guys learning on the fly. But, man, does he run hard. When he has the ball in his hands, you do not want to be in his way. He's super nimble on his feet. Uh, he busted out some some nasty spin moves. He he's super light on his feet, like I just said, um, and he'll run through you too. He he he's a tough runner, and just even hanging out watching the, the matches, you hear a lot of whispers at Aspen of who is that guy? Who is that guy? And, and I had several different people come up to me and ask about who he was, and it was definitely fun to tell them like, oh, that's that's actually Marshawn Lynch's brother. Uh, he played some running back at New Mexico Highlands after stint at a junior college. Um, and then played some some professional football in the indoor football league as well as some football overseas. Uh, so he's he again he's a little bit older. I think he's twenty eight or twenty nine, but but he's a lot of fun to watch and, and super dangerous with the ball in his hands as well. So uh, enjoyed that and and it's been fun to watch him too because he's really like with all these guys and this is something I've talked about before. He's really loving the game and you can it's fun to see these guys like. It, to see it click for them, to see, you know, go up to Aspen and watch them play in a tournament and, and every match, they're like, man, this is a lot of fun. And so talking to him in between about, you know, oh, that was awesome when you did this move on this guy and, and he's just having a blast. And um, it's with these guys that are, are so competitive and so athletic and, you know, they are elite athletes, they're, they're wired differently than you and I. And so to, to talk to Devontae about oh, it was really cool to see you do this move. He'll just look at you and say, watch, I'm going to do something a lot cooler this game. Or, you know, I scored once this game. I'm going to score twice this game now that I'm getting the hang of it a little more. As they're always pushing themselves. They always want to one-up themselves and, and everybody else. Um, and he's just the nicest guy of all time, too. I've really enjoyed getting to know him a little bit. Got to get him on the podcast soon. Uh, that's something I'm definitely going to work on. So 
those are three guys really that that I've been excited about through the first month of the season. Obviously, as they play more matches, uh, other things will happen and we'll get a better look at some other guys. But those are the three guys that kind of come to the top of my mind when when people ask me this question. All right, those two topics went a little bit longer than I thought it was, so that actually filled the time nicely. So hopefully you enjoyed that grab bag a little bit. Let's go and jump in the required reading portion of the show now, and that's brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert Rugby is official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert Rugby gear. So this piece is titled Mixed Ability Rugby League Brings Sport to More People by Talia Cunningham on kdvr.com. So that's Fox 31 Channel 2 for people local to Denver. This is something I heard about last week, uh, but Paul Martin who is a local rugby player. He has created the Denver Rugby Movement, which is a mixed ability rugby team so that more people can get to enjoy playing the game of rugby. You know, people with um, physical or intellectual disabilities, um, they get to play rugby. And it's an awesome story. I highly recommend you check this out. I will link it in the article that houses this podcast and the description of this podcast as well. Um, and you can donate to his GoFundMe if you feel so inclined because he has started this nonprofit to get this going. Um, and if you want, if you've been to matches at Infinity Park, you'll recognize the the people that he's trying to help. They're awesome rugby fans. They come to every event. They're always first in line. Uh, they're always sitting in the front row. They just love rugby. Um, so if, to watch these guys get the chance to play rugby um, in this mixed ability league has been cool. And you can tell they're just having the best time. And they they get quite a bit of screen time in this piece as well because it is a TV news piece. So you can watch the video as well. Um, and it's awesome to see. So. Shout out, Paul. That's awesome. You're doing awesome stuff. Um, and, and like I said, please check this story out and donate to the GoFundMe if you feel so inclined because it's going to a good cause. Um, and you're making a lot of people's lives better by letting them, you know, donating money so that they can be just like the every anybody else, right? Play rugby. Rugby is for everybody at the end of the day. Um, and this is just more proof of that. So awesome work, Paul. Keep up the good work, man. We're supporting you. Let's go ahead and talk about the stat of the week. Stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels. Whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players, Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So last week was the first day of fall. I thought I'd look up some interesting stats slash facts about autumn. Autumn is my favorite month. I love this time of year. I'm not a fan of the heat. Summer is is horrible. Summer stinks. So I really like it when it starts to cool down, leaves start to change. Uh, it's, I just like hanging out at home, too. That's why I'm pro time change. I'm probably like one of the few people. I don't mind when it gets darker earlier because that means I get to leave work and go straight home and do nothing. Put on sweatpants, be warm, be cozy. Uh, I don't have, you know, in summertime, oh, come do this, come to this bar, come to this baseball game. No, it's fall. I'm trying not to do anything. I just want to go home and hang out, play play Call of Duty with my friends, watch football. That's what I'm trying to do in the fall. That's why I love fall. It's the best. It's the best weather. Uh, you can just hang out on the couch in a blanket. It's the best. You know, No argument. I challenge you to debate me on this because I will win. Fall is the best. Um, and one of the more popular activities in fall is apple picking. I've already got the text from my girlfriend about this orchard that she wants to go check out. Uh, I've already got the time scheduled out, you know, when they're open on the weekend. So I've got to get that on the books for one of those weekends coming up. Um, and that's where today's stat of the day comes from, or stat of the week comes from, excuse me. 
So Washington State, which is known for its apples, I suppose, I didn't know this, uh, harvested 137.3 million apples in 2019 alone, which is insane. Uh, when I go to the apple orchard and go apple picking in a few weeks here, I'm going to harvest maybe like 20. I'm not sure. Certainly not 137.3 million apples in 2019. But that's, you know, that goes into apple pies that we're eating on Thanksgiving in the fall. Uh, cider, apple, all that good stuff. Apple turnovers, all these pastries. Fall is the best. Apples make fall the best. That's I thought that was a nice little interesting stat. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you get to go enjoy some fall activities and pick your own apples as well. Let's go ahead and close the show with the loop. Loop is presented by First Bank. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Follow along on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. That's how you can keep up with all this fun stuff we got going on, all the cool stuff we're putting out. Um, and one of those things is I, I've got my my second copy of Adam Hughes' book. So this is rugby. We had Adam on a couple weeks ago to talk about this is rugby. And we're giving it away on Twitter. Maybe you don't have 25 extra bucks laying around to buy this book. Now's your chance to win it from me. Um, so stay tuned on Twitter. We'll get that giveaway going here pretty shortly. Again, that's at DNVR underscore rugby at Colton Strickler. A um, little bit of a programming note. I'm out of town next week, so hang tight. And I'll catch you back here in two Fridays. So hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy some of this fall weather. It's going to be nice, rainy fall weather here in, in Colorado. Um, I'll catch you all back here in two weeks.